Welcome back, everyone, to the 600th, that's right, you heard it, 600th episode of the Flow Track Podcast. Happy 600, Gordon. Happy 600. What's your favorite 600 of all time? My favorite 600 of all time I have mine. I'm gonna would bring it probably be... We should watch it. Uh, the Penn Relay 600 last year. Women's race. Thing Mo, Ajay Wilson. It was exciting. Really? 600s are fun, especially if they're run by 800-meter runners because you're not used to them going that hard that early. And you're like, whoa, this is an out-of-control 800. But really, it's a 600. I'm going to put – let's watch – my favorite is when Kaz Loxham, Penn State great, broke the 600-meter world record at Penn State. I'm going to put it in the run of show, Colt, at the top. This is my favorite 600 because it involves a kind of transitioning uh, – no, like a handoff of – one Penn State great to another. Isaiah Harris was in this race, breaking near the getting near the collegiate record. Kaz Loxham was getting the world record. I guess he did get the collegiate record. When did this happen? What year was this? This was, I mean, this is almost six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2017, uh, Penn State, just notorious for having great. <laughs> they have a lot of 6 meter runners. Obviously, with Kaz Loxham, Isaiah Harris, they have some. Kind of low-key, uh, a couple good half-milers right now that have yet to really break through, but we're going to see them in a few years. But I think I was calling this race. I think I was. Mm. I think I was So there. that's another reason why you like it. Yeah, I got to watch it live. Where is it? It's in State College. All right. Well, I'm trying to set the stage for people. Yeah. But uh, Kaz, go- this is when like getting the world record in the 600 was like the thing to do. Like mm-hmm. every other weekend. And Cerrone had it. Cerrone got it. Career, Kaz Loxham, there's Isaiah Harris. I think he's a freshman here. A freshman or sophomore. But he goes down 49 seconds. It's only three laps. If you're an 800 meter runner, you're like, oh, sweet. Yeah, it's already over. I got three laps? This This, is easy. This makes me think that if we make it to 800 episodes, it's going to be a lot more competition for our favorite 800. Yeah. Oh, you just, you oh, just Colt. Colt, wow, what are you doing? Wow, you just like chopping through it? We were watching the whole race. What was going on, man? Colt just like killed the race. I said, did that happen to the feed? Okay. There we go. Yeah, I'm generally curious. Oh, man, he just missed. Harris just missed. Harris just missed him, but Kaz got the world record. Harris got the collegiate record. Let's see where those stand. 114.91 and 114.96. For those of you not watching. Where do those stand today? So. In the pantheon of. You got to go to indoor 600. Yeah, indoor. Because indoor. it's. So obviously, Brazier has broken that time three times. Mm hmm. Michael Cerrone broke that time, but then Kaz and Isaiah Harris from 2017. So still in the top 10? Yeah, both in the top five. Because right now it's Brazier, Cerrone, Loxham, Harris. It makes sense. Correa. It makes sense that we're doing the indoor 600 and not the outdoor 600 because this is an indoor podcast. Yeah, there's a roof over our head. Yeah, we have never podcasted outdoors before. And if we were to podcast outdoors, we should do it from the check-in. Should we pa- ooh? Should we podcast from the paddock mm-hmm. at Penn Relays? Yeah, we should go live. Just, just like on Thursday during the four by fours, we're just sitting there outside, <laughs> and then like the the high school kids just come through. Our and we're first just doing ever the podcast. outdoor podcast. We podcasted from the bleachers once early on when COVID shut down NCAA indoors, but that was again indoors. But we were sitting at the top of the bleachers. I, I still remember that. I kind of want to do this podcast. Yeah, let's the, talk about it. Bring the mic. I'll bring the mic. You bring your mic. Yeah. I'm being serious here. I'm 100% serious. You're not, but I am. I think it'll be cool to do a I podcast. I have some logistical questions, Thir- but that's okay. Th- Thursday, there's a bunch of prelims going on at Penn Relays. It's going to be nice out. We just sit outside by the paddock, put up some two chairs, and we just start podcasting. A lot of ambient sound. Be good. 
All right. Stay All right, tuned happy on 600. that. Happy. Technically, it's 602 because we did two emergency pods. Yeah, but if you didn't number them, they don't count. Okay. We're not counting those. Those were just bonus extraneous podcasts. Okay. This is the real 600th episode. Okay. And we're going to talk about the Boston Marathon, of course. They're the press conferences today. We got some interviews. Our man Anderson on the ground out there. So you can check out the Kipchoge interview that's already on uh, YouTube. And then the other five are on the website. Uh, Des Linden. Fobble, Connor Mance, uh, Helen O'Beary, spoke to Benson Kipruchu. We'll talk about the Boston Marathon in a bit. First, though, because it's such a busy week, we have results to talk Alrighty. about on a Friday that happened Thursday night. Brian Clay, 10,000s in the steeples last night. Yeah. Uh, during the preview of the women's 10K, I kind of was burying Mercy Chilanga, saying how her rise Ooh. is over, and she's kind of like – you were wrong. Forgot about. Wrong. She goes back and runs the number seven time 10K all yep. time with her teammate just not that far behind her, only 10 seconds back. But Chilangot looking good there. 31.55 for Chilangot. Olamoy 32.05. But also, shout out to Mazzy Downey, 32.07. Those three women all run caliber. They're like three of the All-Americans most likely when it comes to NCAAs in two months from now. Mm-hmm. Problem is, you don't really know what to take away from a 10K result. 10K results are the most confusing results ever because at the end of the day, they have no connection to how you're actually going to do in a championship setting. Mm -hmm. Because people don't run 10Ks at a championship level the same way as they do at Brian Clay or at yeah. Stanford Invite or Peyton Jordan. Shows that though, got I mean, you're running sub-32 minutes. That's respectable. The question is, is it going to take sub-32 type effort to win NCAAs? I don't think. I think you just got to be a sub-33 woman to win NCAAs. You don't have to be a sub-32 woman, in my opinion. The more of these, though, that are around, the greater likelihood, though, that someone is going to push it, and then more people are going to try to outrun the kickers early on in the race. And the weather wasn't rainy out yeah. there. It wasn't the same as the Stanford conditions that Ventures ran in. I think we're going to have a decent-sized group of women who are – they may not have run sub-32, but they're definitely at sub-32 fitness uh, when it comes to nationals. So yeah. I, I think there's going to be a big move. The problem is, though, where's NCAAs this year? Austin, Texas. Yes. And what's the temperature in Austin, Texas in the beginning of June? 200 degrees, approximately. Yeah, about, give or take a few degrees. <laughs> well, I remember back when – last Ooh, time they had it in Austin, hot. it was hot. And then remember, uh, Wayne Kalati held on against – uh, Carmela Cardamabayas of Oregon and Oregon did pretty well that whole weekend and we found out they were doing the heat training specifically to, they, were, they had a heat room they're running in preparing for Austin weather so that yeah. is definitely going to slow it down so maybe you're right maybe this is just going to come down to a kicker's race that being said though we don't know who's going to deal best with the heat maybe someone does try to push it a little bit and put, put the uh, kickers under a bit of duress yeah we'll have to wait and see um, but overall, good performance for two Alabama. I mean, they were the two best runners in this race, and they go one two on the men's side. Had a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick, a little bit of a kick, a little bit of uh, effort there. Uh, the results look more closer <laughs> than the reality. Uh, Dylan Jacobs gets the win over Casey Klinger. He did kick though. He, he did kick. jogged. He could have jogged, but uh, it was also fun seeing Casey Klinger run out there with a hat on mm -hmm. the 10k. We gotta keep the rain out your face. It kept the rain out of your face. This up. He should have gone full hat though. He should have committed a full on rain yeah. hat. That would have been hilarious. Like, a, like really wide brim. Like plastic. Like a poncho. Hat. She wore a poncho out there, like a <laughs> yellow poncho. <laughs> that would have him run him afoul of the, of the rules. But I just think if you're going to wear a hat. I think you have a BYU 
Poncho? Team Poncho they can run in? <laughs> I just think a really wide hat to make sure no rain got in would have been funny. I kind of was surprised watching the race with 100 to go. I thought they were just going to look at each other. But Jacobs ran it like he wanted to win it in the last 100. And I think we should take a little bit of credit because the day before mm-hmm. this race, or the day of this race, we posted one of his early wins as a freshman at Notre Dame, yeah, yeah. which was at Brian Clay. It might – hold on. It might have been his first ever collegiate win. He won his heat. He didn't win the overall. Yeah, well, winning a heat. But mm-hmm. I'm going to look. Oh, no. He, uh, outdoor. It was his first ever outdoor mm-hmm. win. And this is his last or most recent outdoor win. I think he's going to win some more. I think, yeah. Book, bookended by victories at Brian Clay. But it looked good. He showed, I mean, we know that he, he can kick because he did well at NCAA indoors in the 5K. Didn't really show up much in the 3K, but he kind of can give him a pass. He's like, hey, I already got the title. I don't need a... Yep. Go crazy here in the three. Um, he's just like very interesting. Not one was it runner, but he doesn't come off as someone who has speed. Mm-hmm. He seems like more of a grinder, more of like uh, Connor, kind of like Connor Mance. We always like Connor Mance. I don't know if he can kick, but then Connor Mance would still find a way to kick. And yeah, it was confusing. Yeah. It just didn't match up. It's just because he front ran. We, yeah. also, we we think people can't do both, but some people can do both. Yeah. And I feel like Dylan Jacobs is a little, has a little bit of Connor Mance in him where it doesn't look like he can kick, but he can. I mean, he, he outkicked uh, Drew Bosley in that 5K and Nico Young in that 5K indoors. Outkicks Casey Klinger, who was top three in the 3K mm-hmm. or 5K indoors. So he can kick. Um, and You know what else he might have a little bit in him? A dog? A little, yeah. I mean, two titles now. Yeah. Who is is he your 10K favorite? Yeah. He is? Yeah. I mean, I change every week, but right now, yes. He's my 10K favorite. Well, your 5K favorite. No. Masawi, probably, right now, yeah. if he runs the five. So you don't think Drew Bosley should be the t- can win the 10K? Well, I think a week ago, I probably said Drew Bosley, and then I keep switching back. Wait, so you'd say you'd take Dylan Jacobs over Charles Hicks in 10K? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That's a good question. Charles Hicks didn't really show up indoors. Yeah. But he didn't win cross. And I think I said last week Hicks was the guy to beat. And then yeah. now Jacobs just showed up and ran and re- 28 low. And then you're like, you're nope. Prisoner of the moment, Kevin. Change my mind. I'm, the, I'm supposed to be hey, the prisoner of the moment it's, guy. It's fun, though, to change your mind It a is, lot. right? Yeah. Now I know how I do it. Yeah, well, okay. It shows that there's a little bit of dynamism to this uh, to this season. Like yeah. it's, up, it's not just like a static process. Like We're not just going to zero in on one person and they're the, they're the winner. I think – listen – if either of those guys, either any of those three won, you're not going to be, you're not going to call it an upset. No. And there's probably two or three other guys you could add in there. For sure. It's not going to be an upset. So no one is a out and out dominant, huge favorite on the men's side. There's just not, there's not going to be a person. And they're not going to have enough races to establish themselves pre NCAAs. Yeah. I think some people might fall off, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement in terms of who we think is going to be the favorite. And Dylan Jacobs has done running the 10K now. He's just going to go. Right. And is Bosley done running the 10K? Probably, yeah. Is Charles Hicks done running the 10K? All right. And they're probably going to run maybe a quick 5K here and there. 15 here and there. Like, do well at conference. You'll look at conference, but well, they tripled. So let's do some math. Let's take out our freaking protractor and try to figure out what's going on. But you won't know. No. No no one will know. The way you know is if it's like the women's side of things where someone comes in as a huge favorite and then there's nothing that. Disrupts the incumbent's path you know to what? victory. Because we won't know, I'm going to make my 10K prediction <laughs> after the NCAA 10K. Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, say- oh, I saw the race. I think that person wins. 
I was, well, I'll make my 5K prediction after, certainly after the 10K. Oh, yeah, at, that for sure. Or mi- midway. Midway? At 3K. 3K. I'll, I'll feel confident about my prediction at 3K. We'll do our 5K, our 3K predictions. Well, and then the 10K. We should do a podcast at the 3K. At the 10K, you can't, you can't wait till after the 10K is done because I think that's cheating. But maybe you can wait till the first 5,000 Depends on what meters. time zone you're in. Yeah. If no, I'm watching should, it on tape, you should make it after the 5,000. The 5,000 meter split, not the 5,000 meter race. All right, next. Uh, women's steeple, big. We got into up by lead. Elise Thorner ran really well. This was a good race, too, because you had uh, Kayla DeLay in there from UW, but Thorner did really well, stayed patient early on. And as is the case with steeplechase, a lot changes over those final three laps. And that's what happened here with Thorner. She runs uh, 939, not her PB, but stadium really- record. And a meet record, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yep. So good run for her in a good position and, um, yeah, beat, beat some quality competition. I still think, though, running 930s <clears throat> isn't really going to – I think at the end of the day, it's going to be low 930s that wins it. So mm-hmm. we still get to see these women put together what they're truly going to be doing when it comes down to championship season because I think they're still kind of all taking a little easy on these steeples mm-hmm. and they're not really attacking what they're actually building. Like – Kelly DeLay can run faster than 946. Mm-hmm. She can run in the 930s. Right. And I think I think Thorner can run lower 930s. So we'll yeah. just have to wait and see as we get closer towards. Like, I think we're going to see a lot more faster steeples, especially at prelims. West and East prelims, you're going to see a bunch of 930s. Yeah. Well, on the men's side, too, you had a, a pretty solid time. It wasn't the national leader, but you had uh, Rooks of BYU go 831, one by nine seconds. So maybe he's starting to assert himself. Looks like he's starting to assert himself. Again, so he's not the national leader, but that's a that's a pretty sizable win for him. All right. The other result I want to talk about, this is interesting. Anytime someone moves events, it's a it's a fun topic, but anytime someone moves to the steeple, it's even more fun. And anytime moves to the steeple at the Mount Sac relays. Yeah, because there's it's even there. more fun. <laughs> you start thinking about one Evan Jager. Jordy Beamish. Ran the steeple at Mount Sac. He ran uh, 8.42 in his debut. Had to kick. Stop me if you've heard that before. Over the final 100 to get the win. Narrow victory. But Beamish, he's run fast in the 5,000. He obviously won an NCAA title indoors in the mile. Run a lot of 1,500s. He's a pretty versatile runner. Was pretty strong in cross country as well, too. Are you, are you surprised that he's chosen to dip his toe in the water in the steeple. So, this isn't the first time he's run the steeple. Oh, it's not? No. Oh. He ran the steeple many times. Not his debut. Not his debut. Stand corrected. But I could have swore it was his debut. Maybe this is a different person because (laughs) if we're looking at the world athletics, you scroll down. Wait a minute. (laughs) He ran in Naperville, Illinois. In 2017 and 2018? I think there's a mix-up here. I think there's a mix-up because I don't think that is but did he run in, But did he run in Sydney, Australia in 2014? I think that is him. So we have a situation here. Was it actually <laughs> his debut? Or is there a man out there named George Beamish running in Indiana and Illinois from 2015 <laughs> to 2018? Fair. Like, what is going on here? Fair. All right. More investigation needed. Well, at the very least... It's a debut. I think that for is him. I think the I think the nine forty two is him from twenty fourteen. That would be 
be like when he was in high school. Right. So we'd still call it a professional debut. Yeah, professional debut. Yeah, professional debut. He ran a full minute faster than his high school time. Right. Over 3,000 minutes. That's a big jump. All right. Back to my point, though. Back to your point. I do think his combination of his strength with the five, being a solid 5K runner, mm-hmm. his ability to kick. He has an elite level kick. He has a top eight in the world type kick, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Did you say top eight kick? I have him 14th on my kick rankings. No, but you don't. I'll, He's top eight. I'll, I'll let you. Have you that. cannot name seven people who can kick better than him. Yeah. Name seven people who can kick better Embiid? than him. Embiid? Name seven track runners who can kick better than him. Well, it's hard to say because not everybody's starting from that far back. Ingebrigtsen? Yes. Whiteman? Sure. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Katir? Oh, uh, okay, sure. Maybe. Well, okay. This... So, Hoare, right? You're, you'd say Beamish has a better kick than Hoare. Yeah. But it doesn't Hoare's in front of him, though, so what does it matter? Well, we're not talking about We're talking about who can kick. Okay. He has a top five kick, in my opinion. Whoa, you just bumped him up? Yeah. He went from eight, eight to seven. Because I was like, five. I'm thinking about it. No, he's better. He can kick better than Fisher. He can kick better than uh, Chalimo, than Kiplimo, than, than uh, any of the Ethiopian guys. Okay. I mean, I don't believe you, but okay. You don't think so? It's just, it's hard I mean, you to can't, tell. Yeah, how it's do you tell? Because you don't know people are kicking off a harder pace, so you yeah. shouldn't just... I mean, we, 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 I joke, but we really... Lincoln, I think, did do kick rankings yeah. one time. And it would be fun if you had awesome tracking analysis. Like, you could see who closed the gaps most on a race or who reached a top speed in the yeah. last 400 more than... So, but what I'm on, trying to get... Out. I got an update. Okay. Troy, in the chat. Jordy said on his podcast, which is a good podcast, by the way. I always enjoy those guys. Uh, that this was his first steeple. Then who ran 942 in 2014 in Sydney, Australia? The same Australia? person who went to Naperville, Illinois in 2018. It's a mystery. I don't know if that's true. Maybe he's lying. I don't think he's lying. Don't you have his, you have his number? All right, what, what? No, this is him. Look at this. Mm. Two. All right. At the Sydney, ju- Sydney Australian Junior Championships. Oh, that wouldn't make any sense. He's, he's not, not Australian. Australian. So Man, wonder, could they have mixed up three profiles in one? Maybe. That'd be pretty weird. That makes no sense. Anyway. Yeah. This is uh, like the time when we try to figure out who made Justin Knight's T-first profile, J-Squeeze. Yeah. I don't know if that's still, still out there. there. Is it? Probably. All right. We moving on? But the por- 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 purpose, the purpose of this, what I'm trying to say here, is that he has a top elite level kick. He has the strength. That's what you need to be a good steepler. And I think... If he figures it out, he could be a medal threat in the steeple, in my opinion. I don't know how gold medal, no, because he's so new to it. But how old is he? He's still mid-20s. I'd give him... He could legitimately be in position to medal in 2024 and 2025 at the steeple, if he keeps at it. He has to... How much better... What's his 3K time? I don't know. What's his 3K PR? We have to make sure it's either him or this guy from Australia. No, or the guy from Illinois. Or the guy from Illinois. 3K time is 7.36. I mean, Wale's run 7.24. Gurma's run ridiculously fast. I mean, he just... Yeah, but I, I, he also... What's Wale's mile time? Because his mile time is 3.51. Uh, 
He's only run indoors three. What's Wale's five K time? Twelve fifty three. Point taken. Yeah. Okay. Because here's what you do with these things. It's like, all right, there's some people who just are going to be great on the flat, and you're like, all right, they got the speed, they can just get over the barriers. And there's other people who are really awesome at the barriers, and they can make up for the fact that they're not as good over the flat distance. That's usually how you you can divide it that way. I know there's some overlap there, and maybe there's a third or fourth category too. But that's usually what you look at when you're breaking down someone's potential in the steeple. I, I just I don't think he's there in the flat with the flat speed yet to be that good. He could be really good, and maybe you could say his chances in the steeple are better than they are in the fifteen hundred. I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't have fast flat times, but he has fast flat wins or impressive flat wins. Yeah. You know, that's all. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get to Boston. He's going to medal in 2025 at age 29. Yeah. I, my last thought on this before we move on to Boston. it's The steeple is really hard to tell how good someone's going to be the first time they do it yeah. because they haven't gone over all the barriers in practice yeah. for the most part. Maybe they've done a few here and there or around a couple laps, but very rarely are you doing a whole 3,000 in practice. So your first time doing it, is really your first time doing it. And then there's going to be a big jump up your second time, just like we saw with, yeah. with Jager that, that season. So here we go. Boston. Let's do it. This is the most excited I've ever been for a marathon. To watch it. Really? Yeah. Most excited. More exciting than Breaking 2. Yes. More excited, more excited than, than uh, any Olympic trials. Yeah. More excited than... Um, the Olympics. Galen Rupp debut. All of it. All of it. More excited than your first marathon. Yeah. In retrospect, shouldn't have been excited at all about that one. It combines a lot of the things you just brought up. All right? Breaking two. Had Kipchoge. We have Kipchoge. A debut. This has a debut element to it because it's his first time in Boston on this historic course. Trials. What, did, what do we like about trials? Straight up competition. Clock doesn't really matter. That's what you got because you got Evans yeah. and you got Be uh, Benson Kipruchu. You have a stacked field going against him. If it was Kipchoge and a weak field, we would still be fascinated because then the, the story would be Kipchoge versus the course, maybe Kipchoge versus the clock if the weather cooperates. But we don't have a weak field, Gordon. We have a very, very good field here lined up to go against him. And you have real stakes here because he just ran a world record. So we can't say... He's past his peak. We have to say he is at his, his peak. peak right yes. now. However, we also need to think about his age and think about how racing opportunities are few and far between. How many more chances is he going to get at Boston? He needs to go one for one. That we don't know. And then you move ahead to New York and he probably needs to go one, one for one. one. Maybe he'll come back next year if he, doesn't, if he doesn't win it. But we've never really been in that situation because every marathon he's run, with two exceptions, he's won. Yeah. So he never needs to worry about, hey, am I going to come back as the guy who got beat? That really hasn't been a scenario that's familiar to, to Kipchoge. And I just think the, the thing that is so unique about this is that he's doing Boston not at the tail end of his career, not in the twilight, but coming off of a world record when interest in him is still growing. It, it couldn't be any higher right now. We are witnessing Pete Kipchoge, and we get to see Pete Kipchoge on this course against this field. That's why. It's crazy. I'm We've excited. been saying Pete Kipchoge now for like eight years. A hundred percent. And it's so weird because yeah. he keeps pushing it back and pushing it back. You give him another we, way? Nope, it's still going up. We would have accepted Kipchoge on this course 
at the back end of his career. Yeah. Oh, man, he hasn't won his last two, um, but maybe he can recreate the magic. We yeah. would have accepted that. Get seventh, and we're like, oh, it was good to see you. Because you want to see him on Broadway, right? Yeah. You want to see the biggest in the sport compete well, on the biggest stages. Bro- you mean Broad Street? No, Broadway. It's like, a you know, this is well, the big Broadway time. is New York. Yeah, I know. But it's the big the big show, right? Like it's, You it's, can't use New York analogies on a Boston course, man. Okay. Come on. They're like rivals. You want to see him in the garden. There you go. You want to see him in the garden at his peak. Wait, no, that's Madison Square Garden. No, no, Boston Garden, the parquet floor. Okay. Theater, I'll give you the advantage on hoops history. I'm going to go with me. Uh, you, you just want to see these figures compete at the places that have the most history For and sure. where it means so much and where there's just this tr- tradition and level of excellence that's expected. And I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, he always delivers. He's, he's won 17 of the 19 marathons that he's run. He never pulls out of a race. He never drops out of a race. Just much respect. Yeah. yeah. You're the goat when you refuse to DNS. Um, question now. Kevin, you're really good at reading body language. You're really good at reading the vibe of people around them. People have told me that before. Yes. Yeah. So the thing about marathon running is they kind of go into hibernation. Yeah, we see maybe a couple striver segments. See a couple <laughs> Instagram posts about their sponsorships or whatever, but we don't really know what's going on because they race so rarely. They mm-hmm. race one or two or three times a year, right? So we have really no feasible thing to go off of for Kipchoge except for his last race, which was a world record. But you know, he could have twisted his ankle and have a stomach ache, and we don't know what he's. You know, he could. We yeah. don't know, right? Yeah. But what you can know is you can read body language, and we had an interview with him that we just uploaded onto YouTube. Yeah. On our website, 12 minutes of him on the mic. Mm-hmm. What's your body language reading? Does he look like he is <laughs> classic Kipchoge? Does he look like he's hiding something? Does he look like he is... He's not 100%. Does he look like he knows he's 100%? Like, what's your read on it? No. See, the thing with Kipchoge is how he acts and what he says always exudes confidence. And then he always delivers. So you make the connection between the two and yeah. think, hey, this guy's telling a hundred percent honest truth here. How many times do you see the pre-race Boston interview or New York interview or Chicago or any major marathon? And the athlete goes on about how great the buildup was. And then they don't run well. And then afterwards they say, yeah, actually I missed some time. That's true. Kipchoge doesn't do that. And if he does, we never hear about it because all he does is win at these races. So I think body language looked good. Grade A. Grade A. I think the, the snippets, you know, the, the little excerpts were great from what he said. He's always good at, at having those quotes that are so memorable. I just, if he hadn't run a world record the last time out, maybe you'd say, well, it's his first time. It's been a while since he's run. You know? and, yeah. and, 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 and these other guys Hills. are really good. The Hills. Hills. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. All right. I get it. Boston's more difficult than Scott London. Hills. It's more difficult than he's Chicago. Kipchoge's never run, I, I, never run There's an incline before. The way people talk about it, <laughs> Is there's not a single hill in Kenya, and the Boston Marathon course is basically Junior Mount Everest. It's like, calm down, people. He'll be fine. He will be fine. People run fast. They don't run as fast as Valencia on this course, but they run fine. If your friend the- who ran Boston Marathon can get up the hill, I think Kipchoge yeah, can get up the hill. The greatest, one of the greatest endurance athletes. So of yeah, all time. It, it, yeah. It, it, heartbreak hill. It's like it hurt my friend who was running four hour pace, but I'll Kipchoge, I don't know if he's going to do Yeah, again, it. And is it slower? Yes, assuming that we don't have the crazy tailwind behind us like we did in, in 2011. But yeah, the whole conversation about how this guy's never seen a hill and this is going to be the thing that's going to break him. 
makes me really glad we have a legit field. So that way the discussion isn't Kipchoge versus the course. The discussion is Kipchoge versus Chibet and Kiprutu, who are really good, by the way. Those are the last two winners of the race. Chibet also won New York. Kiprutu ran Chicago. We got an interview with him, and he said he thinks his experience, it, he said like a home field advantage, basically, he thinks he has, because this is his fourth year in a row running it. Also, also, those guys are teammates, and they happen to be the two best guys, the two best candidates to beat him. So the fact that they're teammates could help a little bit. Now, if Kipchoge's on his game, I think we both agree nobody's going to touch him. But the difference is um, there's enough variables to where it keeps this thing interesting. But he's won championship-style races before. He's won the Olympics twice. Um, I think he'll handle the hills just fine. Uh, we were talking about how the Boston Marathon, you have gambling odds on it, how it's not going to be eligible yeah. in the state of Massachusetts, but some other states. Bovada, right. which is overseas, had uh, lines for this. The line opened up, though, at like minus 110, which is basically even, even for Kipchoge, yeah, which is crazy. And it's now minus 400. People were slamming. So people were like, wait, you think I can double my money by just saying Kipchoge is going to win? Yeah. And they put lots of money. But now it's minus 400, which means you got to put down $400 to win who's, 100. Who's the second pick? Uh, right now it's tied between Kipruto and Chibet okay. plus 900. Uh, Lisa de Sisa plus 1400. Courier, 1600. Katati, Katata, excuse me, plus 2,200. So top American, Scott Fobble, plus 2,800 to win the Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. Connor Mance, plus 2,800 to win the Boston Marathon. I don't know. 28 to 1, I feel like is even. I still think there's value on Kipchoge. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't bet I feel it. like for American to win this, it would need to be, what, 50 to 1 in my opinion, not 28 to 1. Yeah, you'd need just a massive upset. There, there are years to pick. The big upset this is not the year to pick the big upset because yeah. you have a guy who's basically unbeatable and then even if he falters you have two guys yeah, backup, backup yeah, people, yeah 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 so talking about the little bit on the american side fobble and mance uh where do you think how they think they're gonna do i mean i mean this is such a deep race you don't want to base it off of time obviously yeah. because it's boston you want to measure it off of place but i am interested to see those two against each other how they match up and then yeah. you know, ben true is also in the mix and there's a lot of other good americans in the race i mean mance this is the second one this is the second one and it's a different style of running than he did in in chicago so i'd expect to see him make a leap up we just won't see it in terms of the time because if he goes out and runs a 208 again i think that's going to be a, a huge success fobble been around i think we're gonna see another solid run from him i wouldn't expect um anything less he's usually usually brings it in these races um but yeah, it, it will be interesting, and some of it will be weather and conditions related. What does the pace start at at? How many packs are there up front? Is it one gigantic one where they're all just jogging along and Kipchoge is reading excerpts from his upcoming autobiography? Or or does he take the reins? Or, is, or does somebody else, and Kipchoge follows that person because that person's really good? Do you remember the first half of Berlin, how quickly he went out? Remember, it was like, holy. He might break too, yeah. Yeah, break right near 60 flat. So, again, he's more familiar with that course than he is the scores. That course is flatter. So, I don't think he would do that. But he's also not just, I don't think he's just going to sit around to the last 5K and, and wait for it. And I think everything is keyed off of Kipchoge. The way these guys talk about Kipchoge, the way they respect him, you have to respect him given his PRs and how good he is. I think everybody's just keying off of him. He, he's the man to watch. Last question on the men's side before we go to the women's side. We're in America. Yeah. 
big running fans in America. There's a lot of people who love yeah. distance running. It's all over, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are going to be in the Boston Marathon who probably look at Kipchoge as like the Michael Jordan of yeah, they should, their yeah. passion. Yeah. Are we going to see any local runner try to go, go for it and try to have a moment of a couple strides? Mm. Are you talking about actually in the corral with him? Or are you talking about someone no, in the like on the sidewalk running by him? Uh, it's tough, though, because to be in that first corral, you have to be pretty good already to be in that starting group. Yeah. And if you're starting behind him, you're not really going to catch him. You just run a 5K, man. You go for it. Well, you just run you know, to catch up. But those people, they don't want to burn a race. They're not in there just to mess around and get a viral vid. You know how serious. It's Kipchoge, though. You know how serious. Burn it for Kipchoge. There's no more serious person. What than have they done Boston like 50 times? They're like, all right, I don't care. I'm not even healthy. I'm a three-hour marathoner. Who no, cares? No, so let's a, go for it. A three-hour marathoner is not starting up there. It's like a 218 marathoner. There's no more serious person on earth than a 218 marathon. Have you met a 218 marathon? Yeah, very, they are very serious. A little too relatively. serious. Let's so I don't think there might. There's got to be someone. No, else. it's no? going to be. Well, it'll, it won't be that level. It'll be somebody like CJ Albertson who pushed okay. the pace before, but he's not a rec runner. He's probably thinking, hey, not just I want to run with Kipchoge, but if the pace goes out slow, I'm going to run my race. Like I can't. Running is a solitary pursuit. Yeah. Kipchoge is intimidating. I get it. You watch him and you, you're like, whoa, I'm in the presence of greatness. But you can't run 26.2 miles reacting to everything that person does, especially when that person is better than you. Yeah. No, I know. Way. I'm just saying, is there a, a diehard Kachogi fan that's going to be like, yo, he is running on the race I'm in. I'm going to find a way, whether I crash and burn or not, to yeah. like run next to him for two minutes or one yeah. minute. I'm curious. I want to know people's time predictions. I want to know people's time predictions. You can look at the weather. You can not look at the weather. But just... What do you think is going to be the approach that Kipchoge takes? Because that probably will dictate what your time prediction is. But what do you think it will ultimately be? I thought, I think I said 204 last pod. I think it'll end up around that. And I think he's almost going to run a 204 by accident. I, the weather, we're just tracking the wind at this point. You know, what direction is it, it going to go in? But I just think he's too good. This era is too good and too fast for it to dawdle for that long. And they're going to run a, a pretty big negative split. And I think it's going to be. Um, I think I don't think they'll get to two hundred three hundred two, but I think they'll run the fastest time outside of twenty eleven, which is which is two hundred five. Thirty three percent chance of rain on on Monday. Uh, Fifty six oh. degrees, thirteen mile per hour winds, fifty percent, seventy five percent humidity. Well, the last race he lost rain in London <laughs> on that loop course. Should we hammer? <laughs> Someone else to win the plus nine hundred. I don't know. What's the percent chance of rain? Uh, thirty-three percent. Okay. Now, no, I'm not. Not enough for me. It is interesting too. This is something I was fifty percent at six p.m. Uh, I was talking about it on my other pod. It's a race against the, this headline. It's a race against the rain this weekend in Marathon Monday. Yeah, well, Kipchoge will win that race. Other people will not. Kipchoge will win against rain. He's defeated all the forces of nature. He didn't defeat it in He's when like he had the earache. That's true. I give Mulligan on that one 2020. He gets a 2020, okay, 2020 freebie. Mulligan. Yeah, it was a rough year for everybody. I think, I think we have an interesting thing setting up, though, here. Boston win, New York win. I don't know if he runs the spring, but then the Paris walk-off. And then we start having the conversation of greatest athlete of all time. 
Well, we continue, we we further the conversation. The conversation should oh, have we already start, started. We start putting them in the Muhammad Ali. I think the mainstream me- media, whatever that may be, I don't know what the, or the mainstream sports media. Yeah. Once he does, because I think he's gonna get a bigger. He got a huge bump because of breaking two. He probably may not ever match the bump yeah. that he gets from breaking two. But running two marathons in the U.S. is definitely gonna raise his profile a little bit more. And then if he does uh, win a third Olympic gold medal, bumps it up even more. And then you got to look at the guy's track record. Because then the the dominance goes from, you know, over a decade. Yeah. Plus, you throw in the track stuff, rewritten every single record, got the career grand slam. Which when they started, this isn't like tennis where they thought, man, it'd be kind of cool if someone could win all four. When they had these marathons, like the World Marathon Majors, no one ever started with the idea that someone could win all of them. You know how I know that? They added one. <laughs> they theoretically made it harder. Yeah. I mean, what if the World Marathon Majors tomorrow decides the Philadelphia Marathon is going to be the seventh major? It's like, man, you just made Kipchoge's accomplishment a lot harder. But like, they, that, like, that's how they keep his career going. They just like, add, one, add another major. Yeah. He'll oh, have to Napa for Valley it. Marathon is now a World Marathon And major. all the executives are like, let's just make all the marathons in our backyard. And he just comes and hangs out with us. <laughs> so you have this, you have a, then a situation where he's just, you know, checked off every conceivable career accomplishment that anybody could have put in front of him. Um, and it's just, it's just, it, it, it just tells you everything you need to know about this guy's career Number one, he had to start racing the clock because nobody else could keep up with him. That's how he spent two of his marathons. And then he does this career marathon major, which nobody else was really chasing. And it was never really a thing before he decides to do it. He's had to invent and improvise and come up with new challenges because he's been that dominant. All right. So we're both picking Kipchoge to win, obviously. Right? Yes. I am as well. American inside of top five. Yes or no? Top five? No. Top seven. Including seventh place. Top seven? Yeah. I'll pick I'll say Mance gets seventh. And then top ten, one or two people. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe we get someone else in there in ten. Again, it just it depends on how many people just make it to the make finish, line. That finish yeah. line with the with the uh weather and everything like that. But I don't know. It, rainy and a little chilly is way better rainy than being, a chance of meatballs, yeah. You never know what happens. Well it's way better than being hot. Um all right, women's side. Women's side is fascinating too because this is a super deep race for them. We've gone through it before how good women's marathoning is right now. So any major is going to have five or six women that you're really interested in seeing. The end result here is we have five women with sub 218s. You have Amani Bariso who ran 214.58, huge PB at, at Valencia, one of the fastest times in history. So you have that group of five, but Gordon, that doesn't even include... Uh, Gebra Selassie, who is a world champion in Eugene. It doesn't include Edna Kiplagat, who was elevated to champion um, recently uh, uh, um, in 2021. That doesn't include um, Yeshina, who was runner-up before. That doesn't include Helen O'Beary, who was amazing on the track. This will be her second marathon ever. I thought Des Linden, in, in the press conference uh, interview, summed up really well. And she said, basically, she could run a great race and not be in the top 10. Like that's how good, like this field is. Um, someone of her quality could run great, could exceed expectations. But the list is so deep here, um, and I'm just, I, I'm fascinated to see it. I don't really, man, because all these women you could make an argument for, um, and all these women you could probably see a, a situation where they where they wouldn't be able to get it done. I guess I'm most interested in Bariso because sub two fifteen, <laughs> sub two fifteen is a is a bold statement. Yeah, and see what that translates to marathon uh, Boston course. 
Yeah, I know that'll be fun. I hope the Boston race is really honest, so you could get a good. And in the men's side, we have a a, a couple guys who have run fast in in Valencia, but like it would be fun to have a great comp between honest race in Valencia, which every race is honest in Valencia, versus honest race in Boston. Like oh. It's like four minutes, like wh- wh- whatever the number may be. It's like we have this hard and fast number that we can apply to it. But yeah, what do you, I don't know, anything you're watching for on the women's side? Um, I, I might, I don't, I didn't look at the odds to, for the women. Do they have the odds they for women? They don't have odds for women. Okay, because I would go off the board a little bit oh, here. Oh, yeah. I would go Yeshina. Okay, former, uh, she used to have the world record in the half marathon. Her PB in the marathon is not that good, but she's she was runner-up before in this race so she's got experience um and i think she's kind of hiding down there because her pb is what what like two two twenty fifty one. yeah you could probably get probably get some good odds there i mean i'll be excited to see you know the order of the americans right mm-hmm. we always kind of want to know what the pecking order of sarah hall's in there yeah. sarah hall's in there emma bates is in there um some other st- people who've been running you know in the 225 range but there is one person who's making a debut. I mean, I don't think she's going to run crazy, a crazy time that's going to like, whoa. But Erica Kemp, she's been a, a, a decent, you know, distance runner as, as a pro. Maybe she surprises us. There's always like that one runner who's like, whoa, I didn't even see that coming. And then she could debut and be the top American. I'm like, whoa, I didn't even expect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to require a lot of things to go right for someone of Erica Kemp's caliber to beat all the established U.S. women. But mm-hmm. It's from 1510. You never know. 5,000, 31, 35. So for that's 10. what I'm kind of looking at. Kind of looking at to see the pecking order of the U.S. women. You know, mm-hmm. so. Well, on, the, on that topic, but for the global stage, we just have been continually adding people into the mix. We were joking. Yeah, we're it's running like, out of spots. It's a big six. It's a big seven. It's a big eight. Do we keep adding or does someone in that top group start to separate? Because if Bariso wins it, then you're thinking, okay, she gets elevated into another tier. But if it's a new, So we have a tier within the tier? Yeah, we're going to have a super tier, I think, is what would come next. But maybe somebody new will win and then we'll just continue to add stuff in. So it's going to be great. I'm excited. We're going to be recording on Monday after the race, 1230. So they should be done. Well, they will be done by then. It should be done. You're like, yeah, I think that's enough. It time could for get tactical. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny. One of those years, I thought it would be so funny if it got so tactical that the, like the mass race passes them and they're just not paying attention. Well, it almost kind of happened with the, the hurricane. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but it'd be funny if they were all were in a group though, yeah. and they're just like chilling, and all of a sudden, like Steve from <laughs> from Wichita runs yeah. by. Like, wait, wait a minute. Running for a, <laughs> running on a charity, running for a charity. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're they're up front. Um, so they will be done by the time we record. So we'll be able to recap. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pumped to talk about it. Yeah. As I said, this is the most excited I've ever been for a marathon, especially my own. And if I ever run another one, I'll be more excited for Kipchoge than I am for myself. Fair enough. So, um, all right. Over-unders? Uh, news, pen relays. Oh, yeah. Gordon's got more pen relays news. Pen relays news. University of Washington will be at the pen relays. Originally, they weren't, but now they are. There was a last-minute decision. Uh, it took me kind of pestering Andy Powell at NCAAs. Be, hey, man, you, you, you have all these guys in the mile. You need to run pen relays. It's like, I don't know, man. It's across the country. It's like, no. 
Mm-hmm. You got to do it. I interviewed the guys, got them to talk about it on camera. They're like, yeah, we want to do it. This is their roster. Turns out Kyrian Lum, though, is no longer a collegiate athlete. He is signed with On, I believe. Okay, so you got to update your tweet. So I got to update that tweet. But they lose a 352 miler, and it has no impact on their depth because they had five guys who could run 352 or faster. So it really doesn't really matter. The main thing that I think they're going to do is Brian Fay is from Ireland, and ah. uh, one of the other guys is from Canada. Okay. So I think they probably won't be on the 4 by mile team. Because they're going for the world record. Because might as well make them all American so you can get the world record. Yeah. Which, right. by the way, terrible rule. Go ahead. Yeah, terrible rule. World record is 1549. Yep, 08. Collegiate record is 1603. 1603.24, yes. American record is 1603 indoors. Oh, I don't have the indoor. Oh, here and it is. And pen release record is 1604. So. Wow. Uh, they're probably. Look at you. I think they're going to break 16 minutes. I mean, we keep on saying that, but they got to do it now. You, you got people running three. For them to run 401 is going to be so slow for them. <laughs> it's going to be so frustrating. If they do I think all. it might happen, though. I just. You, have, you think they're going to sit and there's no reason they're going to sit. And I don't kick. think they're going to sit and kick necessarily every leg, but all it takes is one leg being a little wonky or it's a little windy. And then they just start thinking about the win instead of, I don't know. They're not and thinking, of, they're not going there to win. They're going there to break a record. And then if you're out there all by yourself, it is hard to run. Oklahoma State's going to be there. There's going to be teams. Stanford's going to be gotta there. There's going to be teams that can so you keep gotta it get honest. those two coaches to talk to each other and be like, hey, I need to put them in a room. Let's just end. Let's we got to meet at a local pub on Friday night. This like, needs right. to end with a world record. 1549. What is yes. that an average of? It's what? Two and a half seconds. So like a 357-ish yeah. average. Put, the, put that tweet up back yeah. again. Their number eight runner runs 355. Yeah. So <laughs> I know it's not the same. Running with the baton is different. Running by yourself or not in an open race is different. But yeah. you that Usually your estimations on what people are going to relays are way too optimistic. Because I'm averaging like their PR of 357. But if but your PR is 351, if you, you can look, run 357. If you look at that, yes, that should equate to a th- uh, 357 average. Yeah. At least. Unless your handoffs are terrible. <laughs> are they practicing handoffs in Seattle? I don't know. Still they might be. So, yeah, so it's you think, exciting. So you think Oklahoma State could do it too? Yeah. And I think Stanford could do it too. A lot of teams could do it. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams. They got to go. They got to watch the women's race. Yeah, women did Last it with Arkansas year. and NC State. They yeah. need to recreate that with Oklahoma State and UW. Use that as a they they had they went they pushed each other when they did the indoor DMR in Arkansas. Same thing situation. Yeah. Go for it. Why not? Have fun. And if you lose, whatever. Like yeah, you got to like you went for it. Would you rather win and run slow or lose and run fast? Yeah, go for it. Lose and run. One hundred percent. Go for it. Um, you're right though. Fifteen forty nine, nineteen eighty five, Ireland team: Coughlin, O'Sullivan, O'Mara, and Ray Flynn. Um, the Duck Track Club last year, Wissner West Hawker Tier ran fifteen fifty two. It's right there. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely right there, and that's a good comp because those are runners we're pretty familiar with. And the splits were three fifty nine, four hundred one, three fifty seven, and then Tier ran three fifty two on the anchor. But that Hawker split, that Hawker three fifty seven, that's the thing that gets stuck in my head. Of oh yeah, it is different. It is different running the third leg of a four by mile as opposed to yeah, a regular mile in indoor season or outdoor season. So. But they didn't have competition. They didn't have competition. You need competition. You need Oklahoma we State. We a pen realist. You need Stanford. Live on flowchart. So you think Stanford can get four guys that could yeah. mix it up? I think a lot of teams could get people. Everyone has a guy who can run 358. 
357. No, no, I'm saying like that, like near that. Well, no, Oklahoma State's the closest near that. Okay. But Stanford could stick around for three yeah, legs? I think so. If, if, if they have four healthy guys. But like they, Charles Hicks doesn't really run the mile much, but you know he can run Oh yeah, 355. He's, he's fine. So anyway, that's going to be exciting. Watch it live and flow. All right, Tampa Eagle asks, uh, what events this weekend other than Tom Jones, please? What events or what, what meets? Like what meets? I think. So is Mount Sack, Tom Jones. Mount Sack's going on right now. Yeah. Brian Clay. Kansas Relays. I don't know if anyone's running a Kansas Relays. So. Yeah, I think Tom Jones, Mount Sack, Brian Clay are the, the yeah, big marathons. Three. Well, yeah, it's talking about track. Track is the – I think you could – You'll get your fill just with a couple of those. Yeah. I think just we went through the Tom Jones entries. It was pretty good, even with some uh, some scratches. It's probably – yeah. I mean, Tom Jones is where all the sprinters are. Brian Clay is where all the distance runners are. Mount Sack is a little bit of both. Both, yeah. And then – Multis too with uh, Owens and yeah. Garland, right? Yeah. So. Good stuff. Are we doing over-unders or no? Oh, yeah. Over-unders. I okay. just wanted to get to Tampa Eagles question. If you ever took a trip to Tampa, what's the first thing you'd try to do? Contact Tampa Eagle? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. We don't even know if he's from Tampa. I think. Tampa Eagle. Are you from Tampa? He could be from a place that's called Eagle, Colorado. He could be from Eagle, Colorado. And Tampa's the... Where his parents are from. His favorite football Tampa, team. His name also might just be Tampa Eagle. Had nothing to do with... He could live what if in, we're pronouncing it wrong? He what could if live in Missouri for all we know. Tampa Eagle. Tampa like nail. Yeah, tis, like Tizzalapazia. Yeah. Maybe he's making fun of your pronunciation. Maybe you tried to say something yeah. completely different, and it came out as Tampa Eagle. Right. So what are we doing here? We need a, a what are we? I mean, let's do Boston. Boston. Let's go, so let's go two o four. Kipchoge time or winning time? Winning time for the men. Men's winning. Boston. Two what? Two o four? Oh, you think he's he's from Philly? Oh, he's from Philly. Wait a minute. We'll see my pen relays. All right, 204. Dude, Tampa Eagle, if you're from Philly, we need a picture. Right, pen How starstruck would you be to meet Tampa Eagle? I'd I wouldn't be, know. How I'd would be, I know? Oh, well, if he comes up and says, Someone can just actually, pretend to yeah. yeah. Dang it, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to say, I'm Tampa Eagle. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I have to believe. They're How are you going to prove it? Whisper in your ear, I'm Tampa Eagle. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm Spartacus. Everyone's going to say that. All right, 204, um, over under? No, it should be higher than that. All right, 204.30. No, it should be higher than that. 205. Yes. Okay, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm also taking the under. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, women's time. Let's go with. Let me see. What's the what's the women's course? Actually, this entry. The women's course record is pretty uh, surprisingly slow. It was Rita Jeptu, but she got popped for doping. So it's Deba that same year, two nineteen fifty nine. So why don't we make it? Why don't we make it to? Let's make it two nineteen fifty eight. Will we see a course record? 219.58. Will we see a course record? I'm going to go. I'm going under. I'll just tell you. When was that run? That was. What was the winning time last year? Hold on. That was 2014. Last year? I don't. I mean, it was like. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. I got it right here. It was. Wait, that's not right. 20? No. I'm taking under then. Hold under. On. No, I'm going 
over. You should go over. Over's probably going to win. 221 was the time last year. And it was Perez Jeff Chircher. She was yeah, fast. I'm you're going over. I'm going betting, over. I'm over. Are they going to run hard the first half is yeah. like what you're betting on. They all have – a lot of people have the ability to run faster. I'm going over. Yeah, I think someone is going to go okay. over. Okay. Uh, Lyle's 200. Didn't we – what was the one we were going to do on – we talked about it on Wednesday we were going to do. You had some weird over-under thing of like oh, – man, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah, sorry. Let's do uh, Lyles is 200 or Lane Thompson Raw is 200. Uh, How about combined time of Lyles and Lane Thompson Raw? All in one number? Lyles plus Lane Thompson Raw in the 200. Oh. So let's 40, say 42.5. 42.5? Yeah. I'm going with the under. Yeah, that probably should be a little lower. Do you want to make it? Do you want to make it faster? Yeah, let's make it a little. Let's just because I'm going to assume Lyle's going to. Run. It's one forty-two point two five. Twenty-two point two point. Oh, 42. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're still going under. Yeah, I'll go over. FYI, mm. DNS counts as zero seconds. <laughs> no DNS. Yeah, can... no, it counts as zero seconds. The bet. No, you can't tell me that after I pay. Well, yeah, I can. Then I'm going to go under. Nope, you already had over. You didn't. Give me a chance. I will, I'm just you, I, DNS should void the no, bet. DNS, DNS always is zero the seconds. Bet. So therefore, uh, if no. if if no. Lyles only runs the hundred, we voided every I other the bet under. with the DNS. No, we, we don't. We never, no, we don't. Yes, we did. We voided every no, we other don't. bet with the DNS. We, that's, yeah. What rules? Are we that's a stupid rule. Where is that in the bylaws? That's a stupid rule. That's like saying it, like if we had Julian Alfred like over under six point nine four and we scratched that that counts as zero seconds. And it's under. That's stupid. No, no but when you do it, adding times. No, Colt, weigh in on this. It should void the bet, shouldn't it? I don't have my headphones in, so I don't know what Colt's saying. I mean, I, it's got to void the bet, I guess, right? Yeah, Colt agrees with me. It has to void the bet. I'm quoting him. All right, fine. I'm still taking the under. Yeah, You're taking I'll, the over. Yeah, I'll still take it, but if it voids the bet. All right, well, last one. Uh, let's do 1500. Oh, Centro. How many college kids beat oh, Centro? That, that, that's what it was, but you had it for Cooper Tier. Oh, it's for Cooper. Let's do it for tier because he's going to be in like the A heat. Oh, yeah. We actually have the for heats. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So let me bring up the heats. I will send this to you. Colt, let's bring this heats up. Um, Shout out to Colt, by the way. Yeah, Doing Colt. A great job Shout producing. out to Colt. So this, we have the heats for the 1500. Um, it's a good heat. Got Cooper tier. Asai, Wasco, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kip Sang. Whoa. Fisher. Baston. Whoa. Spencer, Cabet. Cabet, 800 guy for USC. Masawi. Oh, my goodness. It's a good feel. It's going to be fast. Woo. Look, you got excited. Yeah, that's a good one. This is like your excitement for the Boston Marathon. <laughs> yeah, nah, let's not get carried away. That's a good heat. We don't even care about heat, too. I, I mean, mean he I chews do. also. He, he chews good, too. He chews nuts. You got Nur in there with like seven Washington guys. Uh, Quacks. Schultz. Wait, where's Centro? Yeah, scroll down. I'm, I'm, now I'm, we'll go back to one in a second. Keep scrolling, please, Colt. Yes, stop there. Heat three. You got Shoppy. Maybe he's running an 800. You got two UW guys. All right, keep going. Give me another. I'm going to go until I don't recognize someone as being top tier. Um, okay, so Heat four. Well, Bonds is really good, though, too. Tintavate, Bowerman. All right, go to five. Give me one more. Give me one more, Colt. Wait, there might be no Centro. All right, there might be no Centro, according to Gordon. 
All right, let's go back to one. Yeah, there's no Sentra. In any heat? 800 or I don't see him in the 800. We'll check the heat. Yeah. No, he might not be in the race. All right, so then we're going to do it with tier. Do you want to do it with tier? Yeah. All right. So how many college kids are there? One, two, three, four, five, six college kids. We'll set the over-under at... Uh, one and a half. Under. So you think less than... I think he's going to win the race. You think he's going to win the race? Yeah, so that's easy for me. But that's fine. What are you going with? I'm going over. I think two college kids beat him. I was going to say two and a half and take the under, but I'm not. Uh, college, kids... Eating kids here, kids just kids. <laughs> it's so harsh. Tier's great. They're gonna run fast. Tier doesn't seem like the type of guy who wants to just take like losses either. He takes he takes the racing pretty seriously. So, do you think that that's we might that's gonna be a fast time? I don't see why it wouldn't. There's an yeah, like I don't know what shape Tier's in right now, but all those other guys. You see, close your record probably. It's Kip saying he's in it. 333. Yeah, Kip saying isn't, isn't running as well, though. Yeah, but he's running it, Brian Clay. I know, but what is the record? Everybody's going to run good. 333. Something, something. I don't remember. 333.74. Yeah. So over under that. For the winner, under, but the winner probably be tier. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if the collegiate record is going to get broken. I mean, I think it would. Dude, Fisher and tier in the same race. Man, imagine going to college being a runner in college and you get pretty good but then part of your senior year or your junior year your sophomore year is like oh you have to run against the guy who got fourth at the world championships like what's the equivalent like if you're on the tennis team you're not like showing up to a tournament and you're like ah well nadal's here <laughs> so i gotta i gotta beat i gotta beat this guy from uh utep in the first round and then i got our nadal from spain in the second <laughs> round <laughs> That's tough, man. That's tough. They'll be fine. All right. Tampa Eagle says, may everyone have a safe weekend and see you all Monday. So whenever Tampa Eagle decides the show's over, it's over. He's our producer. Sorry, Colt. Tampa's taking your job. He's the chat producer. Um, Yeah, chat producer. He does a good job with it. All right. I'm excited. Great weekend of track and road racing on tap. Like and subscribe. Yeah, do that. Everybody, have a good weekend. And uh, we will talk to you on... Monday for a Boston Marathon recap. It's going to be a busy show on Monday. Yes. Very busy show on Monday. We'll see you then.